The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball Minnesota Timberwolves podcast. My name is Stuart Burkhardt. I'm your host. Today is March 19th, 2021. And we are going to recap last night's victory, a 123-119 win the Timberwolves had over the Phoenix Suns, one of the hottest teams in basketball. Let's be honest, it's uh, it's kind of Anthony Edwards' day. Uh, to, to get right down right down to business here, Edwards had 42 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, 15 of 31 shooting, 4 of 13 from beyond the arc. I mean, 8 of 13 from the line. He shot a lot, an absolute ton, but he made enough of them, and he made some big buckets down the stretch. He was really, really good, and, you know, the the efficiency is getting there. And if the efficiency gets to be okay, he's a good enough scorer that it's going to be ridiculous. Uh, he was really good, a plus nine on the day. Even better, though, was Carl Anthony Towns. Towns had 41 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists, a 15 of 24 shooting, 5 of 7 from 3-point, and a 6 of 7 from the line. Frankly, I mean, obviously, the more that your best player has the ball in his hands, the better you're going to be. And obviously that's the case with Carl Anthony Towns. He, the 8 assists really stick out to me. You know, he only needed... He only needed uh, 24 shots to get to 41 points, and the eight assists are, are really impressive. When he has the ball in his hands, good things happen. Really good things happen. I think that's a big part of looking now at Chris Finch and what he's doing differently is that he's saying, all right, we're going to live and die by Carl Anthony Towns, which if you're going to live and die by anyone, that's the guy you want to live and die by. So I'm very happy for that. And that's, that's been the case that Carl Anthony Towns has just been better. He only played 35 minutes in this game. Got to 41 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists. So, again, nearly triple doubles. But let's go back to Anthony Edwards for a minute here because, you know, he was not incredibly efficient in this game. It was good. I mean, just under 50% from the field, um, just under 40% or about 35% from the free three-point line. So it's not like he was tremendously efficient in this game but he didn't stop attacking you know there were times he was out there and he goes you could tell that he was just thinking to himself well jared vanderbilt's not going to be able to to provide something offensively let's be honest about it that's not what jared vanderbilt does and so there were times where Edwards was out there without towns where you could tell that he was forcing the issue. And it worked in this game. There have been games where it hasn't. You know, there have been some clunkers along the way. But it's nice to see. And it's nice to see this kind of scoring output. The last time two Timberwolves teammates combined or had uh, each had more than 40 points was when Carl Anthony Towns did it with Andrew Wiggins. 
So, you know, this is a little bit different. I, I definitely feel differently about Anthony Edwards than I feel about Andrew Wiggins. And, you know, I love Andrew Wiggins. As I'm sure many of you, we felt he didn't get a fair shake. The role for him in Minnesota wasn't good for him. The fit for him wasn't good. Goes through all these coaching changes. You know, there were all kinds of excuses and problems for Andrew Wiggins. But at the end of the day, he was the number one pick, and he didn't deliver that kind of upside. Right now, Anthony Edwards is delivering. And it's incredible because, you know, there's been all this talk about how good LaMelo Ball has been, and, and LaMelo Ball has been excellent, and about how Anthony Edwards isn't at that same level. And I don't, I just don't think that's really the case anymore. I mean, with this recent stretch of games for Edwards, since the end of the first half, the Wolves are 3-2. and two. I mean, genuinely, they look really good. And a huge part of that is just that Anthony Edwards has been relatively efficient. He hasn't even been, you know, crazy efficient. He's just been efficient enough. And he shoots so much, he drives so much, that efficient enough is really good. And that's, I think, one of the other things that really is impressive about the game from him is he's been driving to the basket so much more and, uh, you know, I talked about that with Ben Beacon the other day. The way that he is attacking the basket, defenders are afraid to, be, to, to get put on a poster when he gets ahead of steam going down the lane. And I think that's really valuable. I wish that, you know, I wish D'Angelo Russell was like that too, right? But at the end of the day, that's who Anthony Edwards is. And he can shoot. He can shoot decently. I mean, four for thirteen is not good, but it's not. It's not you know one for ten, right? So it and some of the threes he made were really nice. He had this um, sidestepping three point shot on the wing, where he sort of did a a little dribble hesitation to the left and then sidestepped to the right. And and Jim Peterson aptly described it as James Harden esque, and it did kind of look like right handed James Harden. Um, and he made the shot. It was really, really nice. So he has the ability to make to make moves like that. And if he improves as a three-point shooter to even be league average, it's going to be frightening the things he's going to be able to do. And if he ever gets to be beyond an average three-point shooter, I don't. The sky's the limit for this kid. Honestly, I said this last night. I, I tweeted it. I think that Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards are going to be a force. I think there's going to be a point maybe a year from now, maybe two years from now, where people look at this team and the two best players on this team are Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards. I think they're, they're at that point will come. I do. I think that he can be better than Malik Beasley. I think he can be definitely better than D'Angelo Russell. So the, the sky is the limit, and it's incredibly exciting to be in this situation and to be able to talk about him in this way. So it's really nice to see him playing well with with Carl Anthony Towns, too. They did a lot of um, screen action for them where Cat was setting screens with the ball and then Edwards cuts in with Cat at the elbows and Finch was talking about this in the postgame, but that really creates a lot of havoc because a lot of times what the Wolves were doing is putting out bigger lineups. They are putting out Jaden McDaniels and Nas Reed at the 3 and 4 with Cat at the 5. And what that allowed them to do 
is by using both Jaden McDaniels, Wancho Hernan Gomez at the three, it allowed them to play the matchups the way they wanted to, which is they were pretty much always getting a guard on Anthony Edwards. And Anthony Edwards is so strong that when he gets into the post against a guard, he's able to body guys up. Now, of course, Chris Paul is very, very smart. And so when he got Chris Paul into the post, Chris Paul tried to steal the ball. There were two times this happened. One time Chris Paul did successfully steal the ball. The other time, Anthony Edwards was very aware of the fact that Chris Paul was going to try and steal it. Just sort of dribbled around him and, and got a bucket. So I think that that's, that's action that we really that I absolutely love to see. And it's really nice to see Cat initiating so much offense. And again, getting his three-point stroke back. It's been kind of off recently. You know, for his career, he's about a 40% three-point shooter. And this year, he had been shooting before this game like 34%, which is not bad. I mean, especially for a big man, it's not bad. But for Cat's lofty standards, it was not good. So this 5 of 7 night should really help that percentage. Other than that, the starters were pretty bad. Um, Ricky Rubio made some clutch free throws down the stretch, which helped, but only had you know six points up to the point where he was uh, shooting free throws at the end of the game. He only had two points, uh, five assists, did have three steals, and he was a plus five, actually. I think, you know, with Ricky, at the end of the day, the truth is he's going to have games where he just doesn't score, and that's okay. He's not supposed to do that. He's supposed to pass the ball well and play some good defense, and he did that today. So, you know, fine game from Ricky Rubio, nothing special. Uh, the other two starters were Jake Lehman, who had a very Jake Lehman-esque line. He had two points, two rebounds, two assists, and two steals. <laughs> you know, it's it's he'll do a little bit of everything. He played 22 minutes. He wasn't super active. There wasn't a lot to be seen from him in this game, to be honest with you. And then Jared Vanderbilt only played seven minutes. Wancho Hernan Gomez... Just ate up a lot of those minutes, and Josh Okogie ate up a lot of those minutes. So Vando had no points, 0-for-1 shooting, two rebounds. He had a block. It was a minus 8. You know, I think the difference between Chris Finch and Ryan Saunders is it, it felt to me a lot like Ryan Saunders really was just, here's my set rotation. At this point, I bring in this guy. At this point, I put in this rotation he wasn't mixing it up with Finch I think he's really looking at it and going screw it things aren't working with Jared Vanderbilt get him out of there let's get Wancho in there and I love that because it meant that it means we get different kinds of rotations we get different different kinds of lineups and I I love the idea of you know working and playing guys that are that are doing well I mean Wancho Hernan Gomez I just want to talk about now is the best bench player of the game he had 14 points on 5 of 11 shooting, which is not bad. And the thing is, Wancho played some good defense, too. He had two steals. He was a plus seven. This was maybe the best game of the year from Wancho, except for the one game he exploded earlier this year when he shot, what was it, five of six from the three-point line, something like that. This is the best game other than that. He also had a dunk to seal the game at the end. With uh, just a few seconds left, end of the game situation, Wolves have the ball up two. They 
run some ball screen action to get, or excuse me, they run say they run a screen um, on the inbounds to get Carl Anthony Towns open at top of the key. The Suns basically have three defenders all rushed to Cat, and Wancho just kind of slipped underneath and runs to the basket. Ricky sees it, throws him the ball. Wancho gets a dunk, and that's the end of the game. Missed the free throw. He got an and one. Missed the free throw. Free throw shooting has been a big concern, I think. You know, this team was... Uh, I want to see if I can find the combined. The bench was 24 of 35 from the free throw line. Was that the whole team? The whole team was 24 of 35 from the free throw line. That's bad. That's bad. And that that's that's not going to do it. You know, and, and there were some anomalies in there. I mean... Anthony Edwards being 8 for 13, he's been about an 80% free throw shooter all season. So it was just sort of not a great free throw night from him. Great night overall, but from the free throw line, he could have been a little better. And it's crazy to think that, you know, had he he makes those free throws, we might be talking about him having 46 points, you know, 47 points. Um, But free throw shooting is definitely a concern, and this team is not getting to the line a ton either. There are... This game was great. To see them get to the line 35 times is awesome. But it hasn't been the case for most of their games, and it's it's a concern for sure. Uh, it was nice to see Carl Anthony Towns get there seven times today. That was, or excuse me, last night in Phoenix. That was, that was huge. I think that that's going to be a big part of his game going forward. A couple other guys I want to mention off the bench. Uh, Jaden McDaniels, he uh, had two points, four rebounds. Just played really good defense. He had two steals and a block. Um, he played 26 minutes. He didn't do anything crazy offensively. 0 for 3 from 3, 0 for 2 from the line. So it's not like you know he was blowing the doors off offensively. But on the defensive end, this was really interesting. They had a lot of times in these rotations when Ricky Rubio was out, Chris Finch was putting Jaden McDaniels on Chris Paul. That was interesting. And and it was funny because, you know, when, when they were playing zone, which they did switch to at, at one point in the game, they were playing zone, and the Suns kept trying to get Jaden McDaniels to switch onto Chris Paul, and it kind of worked out. He did a really good job of contesting, and, I mean, he held Chris Paul, and the whole team held Chris Paul. He only had 17 points and, and five assists. So, I mean, really, the only players who were really – the only player who was really good for Phoenix was Devin Booker, who was had 35 points on 13-22 shooting. But other than that, I mean, Chris Paul was good. I mean, he's always good, but he wasn't that good. Mikhail Bridges was good, too. He had 17 points, and DeAndre Ayton – Got into foul trouble really fast. And that was one of the nice things, too. At the end of the game, DeAndre Ayton fouled out. And when they got him to foul out, it was like, all right, well, now who's going to guard Carl Anthony Towns? Dario Saric is, I mean, love Dario Saric. Timberwolves legend Dario Saric. He's not a terrible defender, but he's, he's not good. And then Frank Kaminsky is. Also love Frank Kaminsky. Not a Timberwolves legend yet, but he could be one day. Frank Kaminsky is just a defensive sieve, so there's there's not much to say there. 
Jalen Noel was not good. Three for eight from the field, 0 for three from deep. He played 20 minutes, was a minus two in those minutes, only had six points. You know, it's just that's that's what he does. He takes like eight to ten shots, and if he makes, you know, if he makes one of those three pointers, if he makes two of those three pointers, all of a sudden we're going great night for him. You know, when you're taking that few shots, the margin for error of missing two, three shots is so thin, and that's sort of how it goes for Jalen Noel. You know, there's going to be nights where he'll put up 16, 17 points on 12 shots. And we'll go, great job, Jalen Noel. And there'll be nights where he puts up six points on eight shots, and we'll go, whatever. <laughs> and that's, you know, you take with what you will. Nasri had only played 14 minutes, had 10 points. A steal and a block, four rebounds. Look, it's really weird with Nas because the way Finch is employing him with Carl Anthony Towns and then Wancho or Jaden at the three. I love that lineup. You know, it's it's really aggressive. It's saying, hey, we're just going to put out the players we think are going to be the best for us right now. You have to match up. We're not going to just play small because, you know, a lot of teams in the NBA do play small. And it's it's really, you know, Finch saying, let's not play their game. Let's play our game. Let's put out the lineup we think is going to do best and force them to match up, and it, and it might have problems defensively, and it, and it always does. I mean, Nas Reed was a minus two in the game, in fairness. But I think that it just adds a dynamic to the team. Now, one thing I do want to mention is that Nas Reed attempted zero three-point shots. There were probably three or four times where he got the ball very open in three-point, and he didn't even look at the basket. He didn't even look to see if he was open. It's a concern of mine because one of the things that makes Nasri a dynamic offensive player is the fact that he's really nimble for being a center. You know, he can put it on the deck, but also he can shoot a little bit, so he can keep defenses honest. He can draw the bigs out to the three-point line. In this game, the Suns were just not even guarding him when he was on the three-point line. That's a concern. Nas needs to be shooting some threes. I'm not saying that he's going to be lights out or anything. I mean, he's, he's shooting 33%. So it's not amazing. But, as you mentioned with Carl Anthony Towns, that is enough to keep defenses honest. And that's what he needs to do with that. Because if he can get people into pump fakes and then put the ball on the deck, that's going to be really, really good for him. Talked about most of the players. I love what Chris Finch is doing. Team looks good. Another game tonight against the Suns. It should be fun again. It's another late game, 9 p.m. start for the Timberwolves tonight. Again, in Phoenix rematch against the Suns, who I think are going to be fired up and really want to not get swept by the Wolves in this little miniseries here. I also will say, I love the miniseries. I'm a big baseball fan, so for me, I've always thought that's the best way to do it is to have like a series. You get to play the same team a couple times, and it's fun to watch coaches and players make adjustments throughout a series. 
uh, one of the fun things about the, that little mini series against Portland was watching Portland. They won and they got kind of torched by Cat, and then they said, "You know what? We're just going to take Cat out of the game," and they forced Anthony Edwards to be their offense, and it worked out. The Wolves won the, the game where Cat was, you know, getting effectively double teamed. But that sort of is one of my favorite things is to watch these series and see how teams make adjustments throughout because you know this is obviously the highest level of basketball in the world the highest level of coaching in the world and it's really interesting to see how teams like the Timberwolves can make adjustments to beat a team like Portland and how you know the Suns are going to adjust tonight I think the Wolves will need to do some adjusting as well I think that it's not going to be the same game plan every night because I think Chris Finch goes into it with an open mind, saying, here's what I want to do, but if things don't go my way, I'll work on the fly. And that is something that I think is invaluable, something that has made this team much, much better. And I, I'm very happy for it from, from Chris Finch. That is all we have for you today, folks. Thank you so much for listening. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at BeefStew69. That's B-E-E-F-S-T-U-6-9. And make sure to check us out at hoop-ball.com. All the basketball content you're looking for at hoopball, hoop-ball.com, betting, DFS, fantasy, other daily podcasts like this one. Check all that out, and we will see you guys next time. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.